<laughs> many, many Bibles. Many Bibles. <laughs> okay. Good morning. Um, the reading today is from Hebrews chapter 3. Um, so, entitled in the NIV, Jesus Greater Than Moses. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all God's houses. House, sorry. <laughs> God has many houses. Um, Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than Moses, just as the builder of a house has greater honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, bearing witness to what would be spoken by God in the future. But Christ is faithful as the son over God's house, and we are his house if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. So, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested and tried me though for 40 years they saw what I did. That is why I was angry with that generation. I said, their hearts are always going astray, and they have not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We've come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. As has just been said, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those who Moses led out of Egypt? And with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies perished in the wilderness? And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest? if not to those who disobeyed. So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. This is the word of the Lord. Okay, we've got um, Adam is going to come and speak to us on that uh, really simple, straightforward passage. <laughs> Let's pray for him, shall we? <laughs> Uh, Father, we thank you for Adam and we thank you for um, the word that you've put on his heart for us today. And we just pray that um, as you've been with him, as he's been preparing, Lord, that you're with him now as he stands before and speaks your heart of love to us. Amen. 
so I'm not Brittany today. Um, so uh, Susie's got the Brittany mic, so I'm not used to this, uh, but we'll go from there. It's fine. Okay, so um, for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name's Adam. I've been here for 10 plus years, something like that, long time. Um, now, uh, it's been quite tradition, if you like, when I do a talk or lead, I would do a joke, and quite recently I haven't. So I heard one on the TV, and I thought it was quite funny. Um, I shared it with Emma during the week. She already knew the answer, so there's an anticlimax setting already. <laughs> so I had my uh, teddy bear friends round for dinner uh, during the uh, week, and unfortunately, um, they didn't uh, eat all of their dinner. No, it's because they were stuffed. <laughs> there we go. There we go. See, the, the, the thing is, is that it put a smile on your face, so it worked, okay? Um, today's going to be quite, uh, as you can see from the passage, quite a tough one. Um, so, um, first of all, if we can have the next slide. So obviously today is holding on to your faith in the wilderness, um, and I'm going to be sharing some uh, experiences in my life and Emma's life that have worked and have not worked, um, as well as what I believe God is saying today, um, and we're going to be unpacking the scriptures slightly. Can you close your eyes? And I would like you to think of your um, situation that you may be facing. Maybe what you call your wilderness. And I would like you just to open your hands in front of you. And in your mind, put your situation, your wilderness situation, in the palm of your hand. And when you have uh, done that and you're ready, in your head, just say to that situation, may the peace of God be in that situation. Hands over to face the floor, so then you're passing it over to God to handle. Amen. Now I'd like you to turn to your neighbor and say, Satan, I'm still here. Go ahead and do it. And, and, the, and thank you for doing that. The reason for doing that is really, really important because we're recognizing that God is overall our savior and that he is overall the one in control. And that there will be things come against us, uh, as we discover later on, um, that actually things are going to be out there to try and set us back. And actually, um, it's really important to remind Satan where his place is, is that God has control, not Satan. Okay? So today we're going to uh, be walking through uh, the book of Hebrews, take a run and jump straight into chapter 3. Um, so if we can have the next slide. So I'm glad you can see it. Um, so the, the writer of Hebrews encouraged us to fix our eyes onto Jesus. Fix our love, our devotion, 
our everything to him. But in today's uh, culture, um, we immediately look up the quick fixes, the fast food, especially McDonald's or Burger King, right? Um, And we look at the quick fixes, the quick deliveries, the instant impact. We want the materialistic things of this world, where it's a big house, a nice job, the perfect family, and all of them's things lead to a false hope for a short term. One thing that this verse encourages us is to fix our eyes onto Jesus in all things. Absolutely all things. Jesus is our king. He's the one who died for us. And he is the one who saved us. So think about your wilderness, think about your situation, and think about how significant and Jesus' position is in your life compared to that situation. And when you think of that, does that affect your life? Does it affect your, your, your situation? Does it affect your decisions? We can turn over to the next slide. Not that one, but never mind. Yes, this one. So I was listening to three podcasts this week, um, all on the subject of Hebrews 3. Um, And one of them really um, spoke out to me this particular question. Do we follow Jesus because of him we escape hell, or do we serve him and love him because of his sacrifice and love? He has for us. So, so today, are we here because we want to escape hell, or are we here because we actually genuinely, genuinely love and serve him? There's a complete difference. It's his sacrifice and his love and his purpose that he has placed onto us that enables us to have that grace and that redemption. So it's really important that we learn who we serve and on a daily basis make that decision in terms of whom we serve as well. Sometimes, uh, I don't know about you, but we can, when we face certain situations, I run to food, especially chocolate, not a great fan of crisps, I don't know what your, your particular thing is, but I always run to food. And, and my teammates at work can tell because a drawer or my locker will be filled with chocolate or something like that. Um, so they know when I'm stressed out. I also go a bit, not a bit, quite a lot grumpy as well. Um, and I go quite quiet as well. Uh, and my answers can be quite short. Uh, it's not that I'm intending to express that onto others. It's just how I'm feeling at the time. And normally, when we face a situation, we we completely do not go to Jesus. We go in the complete opposite direction. And he's normally the last person we go to uh, for help in a particular situation. So I don't want to make any fake promises uh, to you that when you submit yourself to Christ and worship him wholeheartedly, um, that you will not 
face any trials or tribulations or, or anything like that. What I um, have experienced is that it does certainly get easier when you've got the God, the creator of the universe, backing you all the way. Um, a, a quote from my wife, Emma. I've shared this before, but I think it's good. She would say, don't, uh, don't say, God, look how big my problems are but problems look how big my God is. And I think that's really true. In your situation, we have to apply Jesus' glasses, if you like, onto our eyes and see it through his lenses and see the bigger picture. Especially in, in while we're walking through this wilderness, this, this bit of faith that we're just grabbing onto because it's a really difficult situation. If we can have the next slide. So in Hebrews 3, uh, verses 7 to 8, so it says, so, the, so as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Okay, let's unpack that slightly. So uh, I want to give two um, examples, really. Um, first, Emma and I had our fair shares of uh, wilderness um, and, and really, really difficult ones. Um, and, and at times, we could really barely see any way out. But it's when you push through and through and finally reach the, pit, the place that God leads you to, to, to back and see exactly where God has been with you through it, that you get to see the glory of what God has been involved in things. As most of you uh, will know, um, we have two little monsters. Um, so if you go on to the next slide, there you are. Um, amazing photo. I'm actually going through my photos of them, and there's not a lot where they're both smiling together. So um, Levi's just getting it there. Um, but I just want to explain to you about these two boys that mean so much to us and the, and the reason why. Um, so uh, most of you would have obviously know that um, in 2015, um, Emma and I lost our uh, first child. Um, but before that, before me and Emma even got together, we, we were told that it would be really, really difficult to have children anyway. Um, and, and, and that was something that Emma battled with on a regular basis. And to her annoyance, I would always say to her, Jehovah Jireh, God will always provide. Um, and she would, you know, do glares at me and eye rolls and that sort of thing. And and then this amazing thing happens. So you know husband and wives, how you, know, you normally have little battles. I wouldn't say battles, or maybe little things where you have, try and win one over the other, so to speak. I won in this case, I'll show you. Um, um, then God gave Emma a dream that she would have a little boy called Ellis. And when she woke up, she Googled the meaning of the name Ellis, and it means my God is Jehovah. And she knew God was promising her little boy. It was a tough stretch holding on to that promise over the years as well as a loss in between. It felt so far from reach. We nearly gave up hope several times. Emma decided enough was enough and prayed. Okay, God, you say you shall receive and I'm asking even though I'm doubting. I am deciding to trust in you, and that is the important thing. 
God said to us before the year was out, we would be pregnant. And we surrounded ourselves with people who prayed um, through um, a really difficult time in our life. Um, and one particular person who shared a picture with us, which was Nolene uh, Bradley, who's here today, she, she said a, uh, shared a picture um, while she prayed over us that um, we were walking down a beach and uh, that there was a little boy on my shoulders um, and, and we were just in, in walking down this beach as a family unit. And that picture was given before Emma was pregnant with Ellis, who is our eldest. And that is really important that in our situations, in our wilderness, if we are listening to what God is saying, he will be speaking through others and to yourself into that particular situation to give you hope and to keep you holding on. And that's really important. The other key thing to mention here is that it's really important for those who you are listening and you've got a word for other people, the question that you will have to answer straight away once you've had that word is, am I going to pass it on to the person or not? Am I going to be a chicken or am I not? That is the real question. And I'm, I'm really thankful to Nolene um, and for many others speaking words over to us because I, I cannot tell you the struggles that we went through. Um, and it was actually our faith that kept us going. And lo and behold, before the year was out, we had a bun in the oven, so to speak. Um, and it was a boy, and we, and we named him Ellis, Ellis Samuel. And, and for obvious reasons, we, we called him Ellis, but... For Samuel, the part was uh, the Bible verse for this child I have prayed and God has granted me the, the desires of our hearts. Our, our wilderness fog was clearing and, and we could see God's glory all over the journey. And, th and this particular story that I'm sharing with you isn't to look at us holy faces or anything like that because that's far from it. It was a really difficult time, and the important thing is to surround yourself constantly with people who are going to speak that love into you and to pray over you and for people to literally walk you in the wilderness, to walk you out of the wilderness with you, to hold your hands, to hold you while you're crying, to hold you when you physically can't hold yourself, and to remind you that God is the God of the creator of the universe. It may really be crappy sometimes, and it may uh, be a place of um, total unrest, tears, loss, and anger at God when we're in these um, times. It may even be strops at God sometimes. Be still. Um, and he is faithful. Call out with the most hope and faith you must muster, and he will comfort you. He will sustain you and keep you moving one foot in front of the other, and he will deliver you from it. We can move on to the next slide. Keep pouring your heart out and talk to him. The wildernesses in life aren't pretty. They are weak. They're tiresome and tear-stained people that God is lifting up and making strong. And to quote Dory from Nemo, just keep swimming. I won't go into song. 
Uh, next slide, please. Getting back to the point in verse 16 to 19, this verse is telling us what happens. So, this is clearly talking about a group of people who were in the wilderness, who were delivered from the bondage of Egypt, and they were walking around the desert for 40 years. So, I then went to um, a few resources on uh, Google, um, which I'm happy to share if you want to know. And, and what it said was that the, the 10 of the 12 spies showed little faith in the doom, little faith, and in the doom and gloom, they reported back uh, when they were sent out. And that they were slandering what they believed God had promised. They didn't believe that God could help them. And the people as a whole were persuaded that it was not possible to take the promised land. As a result, the entire nation was made to wander in the desert for 40 years until almost an entire generation of, of men had died in the wilderness. Joshua and Caleb, uh, who were the two spies who brought back good reports and who trusted and believed in God, would help them succeed. And they were only men for their own generation uh, permitted to go into the promised land after a time of wandering for 40 years. I, I, I don't know about you, but I don't really particularly want to be wandering around, not listening to God for 40 years. I mean, what a waste of time, right? And not only that, if God has brought you out of Egypt, which is probably the most, at the time, in, in that situation, a really difficult place to be, and then you, you've, you've walked out, you've left, and then you're kind of wandering around, and then you kind of, you've seen the miracles that God has displayed before you, and you're still choosing not to believe. And I think that's really significant for a time such as this, where we are now, that many people see the miracles and see the glory of God in our daily lives, but maybe do not live in a way that's pleasing um, and is completely serving God in that way, if you see what I mean. Hold on to faith while walking through the wilderness requires a decision to have a raw, honest openness with God. Love, patience, trust. Most importantly, listening. Listen to what he's saying in your situation. Listen to what he's saying to you. And listen to what he's saying to other people. So it's really important that just like Moses and Caleb, that they had each other to keep them focused. You will need the same. You will need people with you who walk through, that, through you in that situation. So, so get, if, you, if you haven't got people with you, it's really important to have them with you. And maybe ask your friends, maybe ask people who sit sitting next to you today to walk you through a particular situation, to pray over that situation for you. And just to, we're coming into land, so next slide, please. Just like Moses and Caleb, um, they loved and served God, and they had total trust in him. They listened to him. Do you want to be like a Joshua and Caleb who entered the promised land, or do you want to be a generation who never leaves the wilderness? That is the question to you today. And we will leave it there.